Hey, it's Hannah. We're taking a break from making new episodes, but while you wait for new content from us, I want to share another podcast with you. Safe Haven is a show about inspirational stories from people who have overcome serious obstacles and improved their life and well-being. It's hosted by the lovely Amanda Little. I hope you enjoy. It was letting go of relationships. It was moving away from the belief structures that I felt caused more separation than they did love and connection. And it was really finding life for myself and understanding that I did have autonomy over my life. I was capable of making decisions for myself. I was gifted dreams from a source that wasn't judgmental and restrictive, but benevolent and wanted a full expression of the life I was given. At the top of Leah's website on her About Me page, it says, Soul Advisor, Best Selling Author, Entrepreneur, Truth-Telling Sagittarius, World-Class Hugger, and Travel-Loving Sweat Junkie. I once was lost, but now I'm free. Oh my gosh, did I feel connected to every word in this little paragraph. I instantly felt connected to her in the vibe of Leah's page, her social media. So you can imagine my excitement when she accepted the invite to be a guest on the podcast. Welcome to the safe haven, a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life. Real connection feels so good, and it's the kind of thing that lights my soul on fire. Leah's story is woven with a constant and deep drive to chase her soul's desires. She's created a career and a life that revolves around helping people live their truest expressions of themselves. Leah helps people establish new habits and new patterns while severing ties with the detrimental old ways that we all hold ourselves back. The real struggles and life experiences that Leah brings into her work with her clients helps elevate her empathy to such a powerful level. As she continues her journey and transformation, she's moved a lot. So the conversation with Leah starts with me asking her for the Coles Notes version of her moving. (laughs) Yeah. So take me on a little bit of a journey. I mean, give me some Coles Notes of your life. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot to pack in, but in the last three years, especially it's been a lot of moving. I've lived in actually in the last two years, I've lived in three provinces in two years. So it's been moving around a lot. And right now where I am in Vancouver is, it has been the final destination for a long time, but it took quite a while for me to get here. And I'm so happy and so grateful Mm -hmm. to be making Vancouver my home base. I can't even remember exactly where I saw some of your posts originally on Instagram, but I remember seeing your page and being like, "Ooh, I dig this. I love this. <laughs> the soul advisor at the top and the mindset coach, live free lifestyle, all of these things. I was just hooked. And mm-hmm. I'd love for you to tell me how that all started. Well, it's been a journey. How much time do we have on this yeah. podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> we can have repeat visits. <laughs> So this all really started about six years ago um, with a identity crisis, really. Mm. Um, I had gotten to a place in my life um, where I had everything that I thought I wanted. 
I was married. Um, we had just built our second home. We were starting to expand our travel and I felt so empty. I had reached so many of the goals and accomplishments that I had set out for myself or that quote unquote society had set out as the checklist to follow. Mm -hmm. And I just got to a point where I was like, why do none of these things feel good? Why am I not happier in, uh, in these accomplishments? And it was really a realization that I had built my life, my entire foundation on a set of belief systems that were not my own, but that had been the patterns that I had seen around me. And I just adopted them as my own, but really deep inside within myself, my soul, what I call it, or my truth was longing for something completely different. So at the age of 30, I basically restarted my life from scratch and went searching for a deeper connection with myself instead of using exterior validation as my way of life. And so this journey took me through, I went through therapy, I went through um, yoga trainings, through energy healings, through a lot of my own personal development work, research, um, training, and mentorship, and spiritual work as well. And I've combined all of that into the work that I do now to help women um, who are undergoing similar roadblocks or crises in their life to find their truth so that they can build a life that feels good in their soul and one that is really an example and an expression of their truest, fullest, most authentic self. How long ago? I mean, you said that you were 30 so, or when you were 30. Mm -hmm. So how old are you now? I'm 36. 36. Okay. So yeah. through this process though, mm -hmm. even pre 30, had you had anything that worked you through a coaching sort of career or is this something that all came throughout your own healing journey and identity, the identity crisis that you're saying? It all really came out of this deep sense of crisis and this need for healing. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that our lives give us everything we need for us to live our mission. And mm -hmm. I feel like at this time in my life, I'm really, truly living my purpose and my mission in the world. Mm -hmm. And what started out with my early years and my early development of being raised in a really restrictive, some would call it a cult, um, religious organization was the foundation that allows me to have an empathy and a clear understanding of what it takes to really reprogram deep-seated beliefs and create an entire belief system and structure for yourself that is self-empowering instead of self-limiting. So while it's six years of actual work and research and study and training that have gotten me to the point of having a book about um, the entire process and coaching women across the world, my entire life has been building up to this because I really believe that um, the way we see the world, we kind of work in polarities on this planet. We know how hot something can be because we also know how cold something can be. So I can understand how lost someone can feel having been there myself. Mm -hmm. And then I also understand what it truly means to find a deep connection with your soul, with your truth and, and live in that capacity as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to back up a tiny bit before you were 30. What were you doing career-wise? I was actually a dental hygienist oh, for okay. many years. Yeah. So I went to school for dental hygiene um, because to me, it was a job that would 
let's be honest, it was going to pay me really well and I didn't have to do that much school for it. So it was, it was giving me the life that I thought I wanted. It was um, something that would let me help other people, which was a really big motivating factor for me. Mm-hmm. And I felt proud to be a dental hygienist. Yeah. So I did that for about five years And as the universe would have it, I developed a neurological condition that ended my career. So I ended up losing my sense of identity, which I had really tied into my job um, because I could no longer work. I had nerve damage in my hands that prevented me from holding my instruments. And that was really the first bit of realization of me, I'm not focusing on the right things in life, but it was still too scary for me to dig deeper into that. So this all happened about, um, I was 27, 26 or 27 when this disability onset. And then I wasn't able to work for a number of years after that. So it had started me kind of questioning, who am I if I'm not my job. I know I'm not necessarily just a dental hygienist, but I didn't have a sense of self outside of that. So it plummeted me pretty quickly into a, a, a depression. Yeah, I don't doubt that. What was your neurological condition or how did that come on? Uh, this is still a mystery actually to my neurologist, my um, physiatrist and the doctors who helped me through it. Um, it's called ulnar neuropathy. So it's an impingement of the ulnar nerve, which is the, the, it starts at the back of your neck. It runs and innervates the last two fingers on your hand. So your pinky finger, the way you can, I describe it best is like if you hit your funny bone and you get that obnoxious, like zing feeling Mm -hmm. into your pinky finger, that's basically what developed and what was a chronic condition for many years. So it started off really subtly with just like some tingling and numbness and then started to create weakness in my hand. And then on top of that, I was in a snowboarding accident and broke the the hand that was um, already having neurological issues and it just compounded it and it became a permanent condition, which in most cases usually heals, but I still actually have... um, trouble with it to this day so oh my gosh yeah that's a, that's a lot in in quick time as well and I yeah. mean so you were saying about how the neurological condition had shifted so much about what you were even able to do you had to take some time mm-hmm. off of work so that was kind of the catalyst into this identity crisis and this journey to find what actually made you who you are mm-hmm. oh so gosh. it started me off with um a lot of my productivity or a lot of my value I felt came from what I was able to produce. So I was the primary breadwinner between my husband and I, I was um, a really good producer in the dental clinic that I worked at. And so much of my sense of self was tied up to what I could do and how I did it um, that it really did kind of throw me for a loop where I was like, now what do I do? And I, it was the first time I had gone to chapters. It's funny. We were talking before um, pre-recording about how, how much you love chapters. It was like my favorite store. And I'd always like get my coffee at Starbucks and go to like the oh, cooking yeah. or the design section <laughs> and just kind of laugh at the people in the self-help section being like, oh, those poor souls. And <laughs> then I ended up at this place where I was like, I don't, I don't actually know who I am or what I want or what I'm doing. And yeah. I think there might be something in that section that could help me. So I mm-hmm. bought a self-help book. I read it. Um, I got some pretty good insight, but I didn't 
do anything about it. I was like, cool, that sounds like too much work to like (laughs) have hard conversations, to dig a little bit deeper, to start a meditation practice. It just seemed like too much. Mm -hmm. So instead of actually making changes, I just thought, I'm going to go back to what I already know and double down on that. So maybe if I'm more dedicated to my religion, maybe if I'm a better housewife, or maybe if I entertain more or keep myself busier, then I won't have to deal with these things that I feel like need attention, but I'm too afraid to look at. That was part of an episode of Safe Haven, hosted by Amanda Little. You can find Safe Haven in your podcast player or at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com.